Hey everybody. So today I am going to talk about the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge for 2021. Um, I read almost all of the prompts. I think there was one I didn't get to and I'm honestly really disappointed in myself about that. Um, but at the beginning of this year, I was completely crushing this challenge. I think I read like 30 or 40 out of 50 prompts by the summer and then came pregnancy and my reading slump and I sort of fell off the wagon a little bit. I usually do my favorite prompts first or books that I'm like the most excited about. And then I leave the harder, like more out of my comfort zone books for later. And that usually is fine, but I'm usually not really tired and pregnant and, um, this year I was just trying to find a way to make myself happy at the end of the year. So, um, the one that I didn't finish, I definitely should have been able to, I just never got to it. And there are a few prompts that I ended up kind of adjusting to complete them, but the pop sugar challenge is something that you make your own. I think it's very subjective. I am always seeing in the Facebook group, like people saying, you know, would you count this as this, or could you do it this way? And everybody does the challenge differently. There are people that strictly follow like the recommended books that the pop sugar reading challenge puts out. They always give you a recommendation for each prompt. There are some people that just do that and that's all they do. There are some people like me that like make a list and they go that way. There are some people that literally just pick up books and then they figure out which prompt it works for as they go along. Um, there are people that double up on prompts. So if there's a prompt that's like a book published in 2022 and then there's also a prompt that's like a book about a secret and they read a book published in 2022 that's about a secret they cross off both prompts like there's literally no wrong or right way to do this um and it's all subjective to how you interpret the question um because that's something too like people interpret them in different ways so I think that there's no wrong way to do this I think that above anything else it's just a great way to get you out of your typical reading comfort zone and it gets you to pay attention to books that you maybe would never have noticed before and that is ultimately what I love about it I also love lists I love challenges I love things like that so I love that it gets me to investigate books and make lists about books and um pay attention to other books and I think that that is great so I am happy that I did it I'm not upset at all that I didn't complete it in the way that I have in the past and I'm just very excited to do the 2022 challenge and um I don't know how I lived without these in my life before because I love them so much so let's get into it Number one is a book published in 2021. There were a ton of books that I could have chosen for this, but I chose the first one I read, which was The X Talk by Rachel Solomon because it seemed really fun at the time. I ended up really liking it, but looking back, I feel like it's kind of forgettable. Um, I ended up reading a bunch of other books that were published in 2021, so I'm sure I would have completed this challenge regardless, and I feel like I would have read this book either way, so I think it's fine. Number two is an Afro-futurist book. This category sucked for me. I was in a slump and I was pretty much not enjoying books at all for a while and it was hard for me to push through books that weren't enjoyable for me and I tried a couple different books for this challenge and wasn't enjoying them. So finally I heard about Binti by Ninetti Okafor. Okrafor, um, because I heard it was really short. The audiobook is three hours long and a typical audiobook is like eight to ten hours long. So it was definitely short. And honestly, I have no idea what it was about because I I slowed it down because I couldn't fully understand it, but I still 
didn't really understand it. Um, it's something about like a contagion breaking out on a ship and it's like this whole internal monologue of this girl. Um, I really don't know. It's there if you want it. Like if you need that kind of a book or that sounds even remotely interesting, like go check it out. Um, I feel like a lot of people actually really liked it, but I just honestly didn't really connect or like pay that much attention to it. I just read it to read it and be done with it. And it doesn't take up any space in my brain. So whatever. Number three was a book that has a heart, diamond, club, or spade on the cover. I think there are quite a few books that have hearts on the cover, but I chose 10 Truths and a Dare by Ashley Elston. I was really excited. I got this early on NetGalley. Um, she is the one that wrote 10 Blind Dates, which I read in 2020. And I really, 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 really loved it. It's like top favorite young adult book of all time. Like it's up there. Um, there is a big heart on the girl's cheek on the cover. It was cute. It was not as good as 10 Blind Dates, but I definitely would have read this anyway because I was very excited that Ashley Elson wrote another book. So that would have happened regardless. Number four is a book by an author who shares your zodiac sign. I think it was actually really fun to see all the authors who are Pisces. I think a surprising amount of authors are Pisces, but that I feel like also doesn't surprise me because I feel like Pisces are very emotional. And so to like get your feelings out, to write about them feels natural. Um, I ended up choosing Sarah J. Mass because I read the Akatar series and I was working through different books. I read A Court of Mist and Fury and to be honest it's wild to me that I read these at the beginning of the year because it really feels like eons ago that I read these. Um, I probably would have read these either way because I wanted to get through them. I was also planning on using A Court of Silver Flames for one of the prompts and I ended up doing enough in that book so it didn't work out that way but um, her books definitely helped me out <laughs> this year. Number five is A Dark Academia book. I feel like I went dark academia light on this. Um, I don't really know where the line is, but I read Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson. It was a dark academia book set in Vermont, which I think makes it feel more cold and like ominous and things like that. Ominous, ominous. <laughs> um, and that meant like made it more interesting to me. I feel like this book like floats around all the time on like book stuff. So I probably would have picked it up at some point. Um, the same way I picked up like the inheritance games because a lot of people talk about the series, but I didn't end up liking it enough to continue with the series, but I probably definitely would have read it regardless. Number six is a book with a gem, mineral, or rock in the title. I really, really struggled with this prompt for some reason, and I'm not sure why. None of the titles that have like these in them really caught my eye, and I was still trying to figure it out, and then I ended up getting Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney as a book of the month book, and I was like, oh my god, it has rock in the title. Perfect. So I for sure would have read this anyway because it was my pick for a book of the month month, but um, I love how fast-paced it was and how thrilling it was, and I'm so happy that I was able to make something work for this prompt because I was struggling. Number seven is a book where the main character works at your current or dream job. I read The Readers of Broken Wheel Recommend by Katrina Katerina Bivald. The main character opens up a bookstore of sorts, but it's kind of like a library. I would absolutely love to read books for a living or run some sort of like library or bookstore. And this was definitely like a combination of both like a library and a bookstore. Um, it had like comfy, cozy vibes all around. And I also read this when I was reading books that work for the Gilmore Girls vibes. So I probably would have stumbled on this either way, um, but I definitely would love some sort of store of my own or some situation where I'm reading a book every day. Like that's just dream job. Um, number eight is a book that has won the woman's prize for fiction. I was super worried about this prompt because I didn't think I was going to end up liking anything, but I ended up reading Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell and I absolutely loved it. It was such a like fluke, <laughs> um, but I'm glad this is a situation where I was forced to branch out because I definitely would not have ever picked this up on my own, but I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm glad that it was there. 
Number nine is a book with a family tree. I listened to the audiobook for Legend Born by Tracy Dion, so I'm not entirely sure, but um, I assume there's a family tree diagram situation, but they also talk about family lines and things like that in the book, so I feel like that counts either way. I feel like this book was pretty good. I don't think I loved it the way that everyone else did, but I do recommend it, and the hype around this book would have forced me to read this book regardless, so it would have happened anyway. Number 10 is a bestseller from the 1990s. I thought this would for sure be easier, but I think I tend to read brand new books over books that were published a while back so maybe that's why it wasn't as easy I read A Walk to Remember by Nicholas Sparks and then afterwards I saw it was published in the 2000s so I'm not sure how it ended up on the 1990s list but then I said something in the Pop Sugar Challenge group on Facebook and somebody told me that it actually was published in 1999 so we're gonna count it I've read it before so it was inevitable that I would read it again um maybe not necessarily this year, but I definitely would have read it again. So it's not surprising that I read it. And number 11 is a book about forgetting. I read We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. It was okay. It definitely fit the prompt. I DNF'd this um, one year, so I didn't know, like, I don't know that I would have like revisited it and reread it if not for the prompt, but there it is. Number 12 is a book you've seen on someone's bookshelf. I could have picked probably any single book for this because People on Bookstagram post their bookshelves. People on Facebook post their bookshelves. People on TikTok post it. Like, I've seen a lot of bookshelves. Um, I read Ready Player Two by Ernest Klein. I saw this on someone's bookshelf from Bookstagram, but realistically, like, it, every book is on everybody's shelf. So the sky was the limit. Um, I also bought this book for my boss, so I've seen it in their house as well. And I would have read this one regardless because I read the first one, and I ended up liking this one more than the first one, if you care about that. Um, number 13 is A Locked Room Mystery. This is a prompt that I feel like is a little open to interpretation, but this woman is stuck on a cruise ship the whole time. It's The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. So that's what I went with. It was okay. I bought this book a long, long time ago, and then I hadn't read it yet. So I would have gotten to it at some point, and this just kind of forced me to read it and then automatically put it in the donation box because I will never read it again. Number 14 is a book set in a restaurant. I was really excited about this one because even though people always go like out to eat in books, there aren't a lot of books that I feel like are fully set in a restaurant. I read A Faux Love Story, a Faux Love Story by Lonely, and it's mostly in their respective restaurants because they each each of their families has a restaurant. And it was fun. It was cute. It was like a little cutesy for me. So without the prompt, I probably wouldn't have read it or I would have DNF'd it probably, but um, it was still like decently enjoyable. It was like a Romeo and Juliet sort of thing in restaurants. Number 15 was a book with a black and white cover. I read Too Good to Be True by Carol Levering for this. I picked it for my book of the month pick for February, so I would have ended up reading it either way. It was okay. It wasn't fantastic. It wasn't terrible. Number 16 is a book by an indigenous author. I read Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno-Garcia, and it wasn't great. It was super slow. It was kind of weird. I probably would not have read this without the prompt, um, it was very hyped, so I probably would have tried it, but I probably would have immediately DNF'd it because I would have been like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but I stuck it out because I was like, people talk about this book and this is going to work and I need to just try and I need to just, and it wasn't, I don't think it was super long. So it was like also easy to get through that way, but I probably would have DNF'd it. Number 17 is a book that has the same title as a song. I thought this was super fun. So I was really excited, but then I heard about waiting for a star to fall by Carrie Claire, which is a song by boy meets girl whoever that is I don't know there were a bunch of books that I could have used but this book um I heard really good things about and I was really excited and it ended up being just okay but like the sad feels that it puts you in like definitely hit you like if you've ever been in any sort of like on off relationship or anything like that like it definitely 
it hits you. Number 18 is a book about a subject you are passionate about. I assumed from the get-go that this would end up being something about books. So I chose Talk Bookish to Me by Kate Bromley. I wish I would have picked something else because this book ended up being super annoying to me. Um, and like the more that I reflect on it, the more I don't like it. But she's an author and a bookstagrammer and both of those things are just delights to me. Um, I probably should have picked a book about like a librarian or a bookshop owner or something else like that. But I feel like... Um, bookstagramming and like writing and things like that like is definitely something that I'm very interested in so it works number 19 is a book that discusses body positivity you would think that this would have been easy but the books on this list don't actually show body positivity in a way that I think is positive personally so I was reading the sisterhood of the traveling pants by Ann Brashers and I was very excited that it mentions being comfortable in any body type a lot of these books focus on women who are overweight and they don't focus on any other type of body and I feel like that isn't necessarily body positive if we're not celebrating all body types so I really appreciate that this one mentions all body types um all of the girls are different shapes and sizes but they magically all look great in this one pair of jeans and they make it known that they all look great and um like they really like hype each other up about their bodies and things like that and I love that and I was very frustrated with some of the other books that I tried to read for this because I was like it was just harping on their weight and it was harping on um like the critiques they get as fat girls and the um like things that it just it did not feel positive and it also felt like the girls in those books were didn't have healthy relationships with their bodies either even though they were being touted as books that they did so this definitely worked um I mentioned I think when I talked about it but like they talk about how like when you're wearing the pants like you're not allowed to say you look fat you're not allowed to say da 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 and it's like that is like body positivity and like again the fact that they all have different body types and they're all celebrated I really enjoyed and I think it worked great for that prompt number 20 is the book found on a black lives matter reading list I read Dear Martin by Nick Stone, which I would have done anyway because I was really interested in reading a book by her. And I think this book does a great job talking about things like race and prejudice and affirmative action. And I loved it. I think it was perfect. There are a ton of books I could have read for this prompt, but um, I'm really glad I read this one. Number 21 is a genre hybrid. I read Ace of Spades by Farida Abike Amide. I'm totally butchering her name and I'm sorry. I hated it. It blends like prep school with dark academia or like whatever. It says it's like Gossip Girl meets Get Out. I read it for the hype. Um, and the only reason I didn't DNF it was because I needed it for this prompt, like to be completely honest. Number 22 is a book set mostly or entirely outdoors. I read You Have a Match by Emma Lord. I was really, really excited to read this because I really liked Tweet Cute, which was her first book, but I definitely didn't like this one. It takes place at a summer camp, so it's all outdoors. And to be honest, I thought I DNF this, but I guess I finished it. So yeah. Number 23 is a book with something broken on the cover. I was in the middle of reading all the Twilight books over again, so I read Eclipse by Stephanie Meyer, and there is a broken ribbon on the cover. Number 24 is a book by a Muslim American author. This is the one I wasn't able to finish. And honestly, this is embarrassing that I wasn't able to do this. Um, I started and DNF'd a few books that would have fit this prompt. And all year I was planning to read a Cali Desini book. But I didn't finally pick it up until December. I'm currently in the middle of reading In the Mountains Echoed. But I didn't finish it. I haven't finished it. It's still just sitting there. Um, I will finish it. I really, really enjoy Cali Desini's writing. I want to reread The Kite Runner. That's something I'm going to try to do this year as well. Um, but I read... Um, Oh my god. Uh the sun what the fuck? Uh 
A Thousand Splendid Sons. I read that um, in 2020 and it was breathtaking. It was one of my top 10 books. So I was really excited to read this one. But for some reason, I think my reading slump was part of it. I just never got around to it. So I am very disappointed in myself that I couldn't get this freaking prompt finished. I think it's embarrassing. But um, like of all the prompts, like, like I couldn't just get this one done. But I do plan on trying to finish this book this year. And I also want to read The Kite Runner. So hopefully that will help make up for the fact that I wasn't able to do it. Number 25 is a book that was published anonymously. I read Go Ask Alice because I already wanted to reread it to see if I wanted to hang on to it. And holy moly, it was bad. I immediately put it in my little free library box because I never want to read it again. I used to love it when I was a teenager. But I don't think I've read it since I was a teenager. And... Things change when you're an adult and you're reading that book and you're like, what the fuck am I reading? Number 26 was a book with an oxymoron in the title. This was the book that sparked my Twilight reread. I read Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. I probably would have read it eventually, but I definitely read it because it fit the prompt. Um, But I'm trash for Twilight, so I would have read it anyway. Number 27 is a book about do-overs or fresh starts. I read The Midnight Library by Matt Haig and I loved it. It was on my TBR, but it kind of seemed like a book I wouldn't like. It seemed too, like literary fictiony for me but I ended up really liking it so I'm really glad I read it for this prompt because it worked number 28 was a magical realism book very similar to the midnight library I think I read these like pretty much back to back but I read Una Out of Order by Margarita Montemore and this book was really cute and it's similar that it jumps around in time um it's definitely not something that could happen so that's like the magical part of it but it takes place in like normal world and things like that and I've seen a lot of people talking about it so I'm sure I probably would have read it at some point I just don't know if I would have picked it up automatically if not for the prompt Number 29 is a book set in multiple countries. I put All Your Perfects by Colleen Hoover on for this. It takes place in America and then they go to London. So it technically is multiple countries. Um, I'm not a huge Colleen Hoover fan, but I'm sure I will read more of her books. It's kind of the plan to get to some of her books. I'm sure I would have read this at some point, maybe. Um, but I don't know. Number 30 was a book set somewhere you'd like to visit in 2021. People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. I kind of cheated with this one. Um, we They do go to Colorado. And I think this year we had talked about going to Colorado before I got pregnant. Um, we had talked about spending our anniversary there, I think. So I essentially just decided that I would have liked to travel somewhere in 2021. Um, especially because this was in like March or something. So I was like, I would like to go somewhere and that's what this girl does for a living she travels so I feel like it counts I also hated this book and I should have DNF'd it but whatever number 30 31 is a book by a blogger vlogger youtube video creator or other online personality I read the royal we by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan I believe they were fashion bloggers prior to writing the series I read this in the air affair um these books are massive and I don't like them, but I do find myself thinking about finding books that are similar because I think the writing style and like the concept was really good. I just didn't like the subject or like the execution of these books, um, but they did give me like good feels when I was reading them, even though I didn't like them, if that makes any sense. Number 32 is a book whose title starts with Q, X, or Z. I think it's funny because when I look at some of these, I forgot I read them. I'm like, did I even do this prompt? <laughs> I did. It's fine. Um, I read Queenie by Candace Cardi Williams. It is another book that was just okay, but like looking back, I like it less than I did even when I was reading it. She's dealing with a lot of stuff and I just feel like she didn't work through it very well, but I guess it's like good to say I've read it. I don't know. Number 33 is a book about three generations. I loved this book. I read All Adults Here by Emma Straub. I've been meaning to check out more of her books. I really liked her writing style and the family dynamics. It felt very much like parenthood, Gilmore Girls type of thing. 
Um, it has this woman who has three adult children. One um, or two of them have a child and then another one is pregnant. This book was about absolutely nothing, so I don't necessarily recommend it, but I enjoyed it, if that makes any sense. Number 34 is a book about a social justice issue. On my quest to read more black authors and more of Jason Reynolds' backlist, I read All American Boys by him and Brendan Kiley. I felt like this was really well done, and the juxtaposition of going back and forth between a black boy and a white boy was really great. It was also pretty short. It was like a quick read, um, and I think it does a very good, talk, very good job talking about like sort of like Black Lives Matter, things like that, even though this was written prior to that. Number 35 is a book in a different format than what you normally read. I decided a graphic novel is a different format from what I normally read or like prefer to read. So at the beginning of the year, I researched the best graphic novels and I chose Nimona by Noelle Stevenson because that had like super good ratings and people talked about how great it was. It was terrible. Um, later in the year I read like Heartstopper, which was adorable. So I wish I would have just waited and I could have used that one instead. Um, Nimona is about like this like really weird character who's supposed to be a bad guy, but then he's a good guy. And then like the bad guy or the good guy is a bad guy. And then like Nimona can shapeshift. And honestly, it was just really stupid. Number 36 is a book that has fewer than 1000 reviews on Goodreads or Amazon. Once upon a time I had, um, wait, what was I going to say? I don't know what I was going to say. Um, okay, so I read The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai. I think I was going to say once upon a time I was going to read um, one of those Disney books, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. There's a glitch in the Matrix. Carry on. Um, <laughs> I read The Dating Plan by Sarah Desai thanks to Book of the Month. I got it like a month or two before it came out. And so because of that, because it hadn't been published yet, there was less than 1,000 reviews. Now it has tons. It has like millions or hundreds of thousands or whatever um but at the time it was really great because I was worried I was gonna have to read something weird or something that people have never heard of or whatever but I thankfully was able to read this and then when I checked I was like oh my god it has like no reviews this is great um the book was okay I did not love it in any in any capacity um Number 37 is a book you think your best friend would like. I had The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave picked out for this one because my best friend Sarah also subscribes to Book of the Month. And we typically would go back and forth about what our picks were each month. And this was a pick for Book of the Month that I didn't pick, but I think she did. Um, and when I remember reading it, I think I said, like, oh, I want to tell everybody about this book. So it's definitely something I would have told her about. And then she texted me that she was already reading it. I don't think she ended up liking it as much as I did, but I'm still counting it because I, I did think that she would like it or whatever. And the fact that she picked it, I think, says something. Number 38 is a book about art or an artist. Randomly, Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte fit this prompt, which was great because I didn't really want to read about art or an artist the same thing I don't like reading about like musicians I don't like reading about artists um Jane Eyre is like really good at painting and drawing and she does that throughout the book so this worked out perfectly I read it with my sister for her class so it wasn't because of the prompt it was just a happy accident number 39 is a book that everyone seems to have read but you there were a few I had on the list for this one but ultimately I read Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen and I think it fit perfectly like literally everyone in the world has read this or if not you're like me and you haven't but um, it's definitely a book that everyone knows at least and I ended up liking it and I've been trying to read it for a while so I'm glad I finally sat down and read it. I would have read it at some point but I don't know if I would have necessarily forced myself to finish it if not for this prompt. Number 40 is your favorite prompt from a past pop sugar reading challenge 
This is the last prompt on the regular list every year, and instead of trying to decide which one to do, I always just read a book published the previous year because a book read in X year is always the first prompt. So like like, like the first prompt for 2021 was a book published in 2021. The first prompt for a book published or for 2022 is a book published in 2022. So whenever I get to this prompt where it's like your favorite prompt from a past challenge, I just use the a book published in the previous year because I know that there's probably a book that I didn't get to that was published in the year before that I would read. So I read Transcendent Kingdom by Yagayasi and I hated it. It was okay, but I sort of felt like nothing really happened. And I'm sure I could have found a better book that was written in 2022. And I'm sure I actually probably ended up reading a book that was written in 20 or 2020. Sorry. Um, I'm sure I found a better book that was actually written in 2020, but I just didn't realize it. So that's what I did. Whatever. Then there are 10 advanced prompts. And I literally just realized in the last like couple of months, I think that um, the advanced prompts all fit into a theme. So the theme for 2021 was like your TBR and like your backlist. So number 41 was the longest book on your TBR list. Techni- technically, the longest book on my TBR is something like War and Peace or The Stand or something. But my plan all year was to read Anna Karenina. I talked about it all year long, and shockingly, I never got around to it. And I blame pregnancy, but I know that's not the only reason. Um, It's still sitting on my nightstand, and hopefully it's something I can at least start this year. But instead, the longest book I read that wasn't a reread was A Court of Wings and Ruin. And since I was working my way through the Avatar series, I feel like that technically counts like it was on my TBR, and it was one of my longer books. So I feel like that counts, and I would have gotten to that anyway because I was rereading the series. So whatever. Or I was reading the series. Number 42 is the shortest book on your TBR list. There were a few I could have chosen, but I read Fangs by Sarah Anderson. It has like maybe 100 pages and they're all like cute little comic book drawings and things and it was really cute. I really enjoyed it. Number 43 was a book on your TBR list with the prettiest cover. I had a few different books planned for this one and typically I think that books with like really vibrant florals or really beachy scenes are the prettiest. That's what I think is pretty to me. I also really like a black and gold moment like um, Serpent and Dove, something like that. I ended up picking Season Storm, which is the second book in the Shadow and Bone series by Lee Bardugo because of the pretty jade color of the serpent on the cover. It was so shiny and mesmerizing and it felt important that I physically read the book um, because like the cover is literally the whole purpose of the book. So like that felt really important to me and I just I just remember when I was reading it I just kept like flipping and looking at the cover because I was just like it's just so pretty so that's the one I picked then number 44 is a book on your TBR with the ugliest cover this (laughs) the book for this immediately jumped in my head as soon as I saw this prompt it's turtles all the way down by John Green the cover is just so fucking ugly it's like this cream color with this ugly orange spiral and this big blocky black letters it's so ugly the book was okay it was a previous dnf but um it was that cover is so fucking hideous number 45 is a book that's been on your tbr for the longest amount of time i plan on making this little woman but i ended up dnfing it so that didn't work out instead i read bloodlines by rochelle mead which is something i've owned for a very long time and for some reason i've never started it's been on my tbr since i read the vampire academy series and i just haven't made time for them but i ended up loving it and i am really excited to keep reading the rest of the series number 46 is a book from your tbr that you meant to read last summer but you didn't or that you meant to read last year, but you didn't. Um, I plan to read We'll Always Have Summer by Jenny Han to finish up the Summer I Turn Pretty series, but I was waiting forever for the freaking hold. I think 
somebody forgot to turn it in. And so I was just like waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I finally ended up getting it at the very end of 2020. So I read it at the beginning of 2021. I hated it. Thanks. Um, I love the series, but this book was a mess. Number 47 was a book from your TBR that you associate with your favorite person, place, or thing. I knew immediately that I wanted to find a book that I associated with Tommy because, duh, he's my favorite everything. And I originally had it in my head that I was going to read Wuthering Heights because the whatever our souls are made of, his and mine are the same quote, is one of my favorites. And I always send versions of that to him when I see them. But with Anna Karenina sitting on my nightstand for an entire year, I never actually got around to reading Wuthering Heights. So I ended up reading The Soulmate Equation by Christina Lauren, and I thought it was fitting. The dude in the book is a phlebotomist, which is something I literally didn't know anything about until my husband's new job, and I guess technically my sister because she went through training in health oc, and um, she also now works in the same kind of company that my husband does, which is so weird. Um, just like randomly happened that way. Um, phlebotomists draw blood, in case you didn't know, and my husband is the director of a plasma center, so as soon as it came up in the book, I was like, oh my god! Tommy like she was like someone said that I'm a phlebotomist and I was like oh my god like that word like nobody nobody's ever said that word you know I've never read that in a book um so the book is also based on this idea that there are people who have like perfect DNA that matches someone else in the world and we've obviously never had like our DNA tested in such a way um but we did have to take this super thorough test for our church when we got married it basically asks like how you and your partner plan on dealing with things that come up in marriage like finances children divorce whatever and then you go over the test together with the person who's marrying you and you talk about where your answers differ and things that you guys have different opinions on and things like that it's 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 not to make sure you're compatible necessarily it's to make sure that you can have conversations about things that you guys are going to have to discuss in your marriage I am not even kidding when I say that our answers were almost identical and the questions that we answered differently were because like he or I interpreted the question wrong so every time one of those came up we were like oh no I thought it was asking like this and not like that I, I would have said this and we would both like defend our answers and our deacon was like guys you did great like the ones that you didn't match on are fine like it doesn't matter but we were like so adamant because each time we would hear the question we would realize that we knew exactly what the other person meant by their answers and it was just really funny but it also solidified that we felt very much meant to get married like I don't know that I necessarily believe in like soulmates but he is my person through and through so I felt like this book was perfect and I also just realized that I intended on reading um the Withering Heights book for the whatever our souls are made of his and mine are the same and then I ended up reading a book that says soulmate in the title so that's cute. I really like that. Um, number 48 is a book from your TBR list chosen at random. I originally had Tommy pick out a random book because I felt like no matter what I read, I just wouldn't be able to pick it at random because I know where all of my books are. And if I scroll through Goodreads, I also know like, you know, the older books I know are going to be certain books and the like, like I just I just know so he picked a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court because it's one of his favorites I bought it because it's one of his favorites and I wanted to read it but I still haven't read it <laughs> um and I knew I wasn't going to get it so I ended up just picking a random book that I didn't really know anything about and I ended up picking 99 Days by Katie Contugo um I figured it was great because it's a book that I literally randomly bought at half price books that I just picked up on a random whim when I was in a slump and I didn't know when I was going to read it and I ended up loving it so that was great Number 49 is a DNF from your TBR list. I struggled with this one. I kept going through my DNF list from 2020, and I figured that it would be best to pick a DNF from 
like my most recent year of DNFing. Um, I had my heart set on reading Ninth House by Leigh Bardugo because I DNF'd it during a slump and I really enjoy her writing so I figured that I could get to it. But it's freaking massive and every time I tried I would just put it right back down and then on the very last minute I ended up picking up the audio for On the Come Up by Angie Thomas and I'm glad that I gave it a chance. I figured at the time that I DNF'd it I probably would have liked it but it had been too close to when I listened to The Hate You Give and um, it's like a similar book. It's the same narrator and it felt like the same book so that was why I didn't have it so I'm glad that I reread it I also there were a couple of books as I mentioned like that were previous DNFs but I used them for other prompts like ugliest book cover and things like that so I read a couple of books that I DNFed last year or in 2020 um but I needed them for a different prompt so it didn't work out that way so I'm glad that this one did and then number 50 is a free book from your TBR list this could have been literally anything but the book I ended up sliding into the spot was Finley Donovan is Killing It by El Cosmano because I loved it so much So I've mentioned that I'm not happy with my reading year in 2021 and I hope that 2022 will be better. I have the same hope for the 2022 challenge. I've already mapped out a bunch of books for each prompt. If you haven't heard that podcast, it's already up and um, I have actually already finished a few of the prompts. So I think I'm excited enough about this. I think that I can make this challenge better. Um, My goal for the year is 60 books because I really don't know how many books I'll be able to read with a baby, but we'll see. Um... But there are 50 prompts, so essentially that means that most of my reading needs to be for the prompts if I want to finish the challenge. There are definitely a few on the list that I'm a little hesitant about or that I'm not sure I'll be able to get through, but fingers crossed that it will be great. For the 800th time, I highly recommend doing this challenge. It's honestly so much fun, even if it sounds like work. I guess I like making things difficult, and so maybe that's why I like it. But I also really like the Facebook group because people will post a book and be like, what prompt could this fit for? Or they'll read something and they'll be like, I read this for this prompt. And I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even realize that that would work. And it gives me ideas that I didn't even think about. So I really, really enjoy it. If you haven't tried it, if you haven't done it, I really, really recommend doing it. It's so much fun. It gets me out of my comfort zone, like I've said, 600 times. And I think it's just like a really good way to make your reading more intentional, um, to be more intentional with your reading and things like that. So I highly recommend it. Um, if you don't want to pick it up, if you don't want to try it, that's fine too. You can just listen to all 800 podcasts that I do about it throughout the course of the year until next time, friends. Ciao.